0: For you at my
1: table return to Hi, me. Everyone, high viewing audience. And I want to introduce our I would say our final our final person at the Addy at the Table series. Um none other than well, I'll allow her to introduce herself. Um none other than Alicia Labidi. Okay, so I'm gonna call you Alicia, right? So good. <laughs> just for today. Um, <laughs> just for today. So we're gonna try to ensure that we're both very comfortable. So get comfortable. Think about your chair at home. Think about us just being relaxed. I've known you for almost twenty years now. And a little more than that. And within that twenty years, we've we've had many conversations. Yeah. And I don't want this to feel any different from one of those conversations with, that we've had. We've spoken about many topics. you've been instrumental at very crucial parts in my life in regards to information knowledge, growing up um life, that kind of thing. and I want us to just share not just the knowledge you imparted on me i want to I want you to be able to share it with those that are listening. Those that are struggling, those that are having similar situations. Um, so you could be a blessing to them. That's no okay. Problem. Yeah. Okay, there. good. So if you wanna put your foot so if you wanna hold on to the couch, <laughs> whatever you wanna do. <laughs> I'm good. Um, and 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 let's get into it. So I'm gonna start with some of the generic ones. Um who <laughs> who are you? Um who is Alicia Labadi?
0: Um Simple. Love to laugh. Love to socialize. Love to be around people. You wouldn't find me in the garden. You'll find me conversing with people. Right, you know. Right. Um, love to read as well lost my eyesight because I read read so much, you know, um, I remember being nine years old reading to have to whole, you know, Nancy Van Pelt, I could teach you all at nine years old, you know, (laughs) about relationships. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was reading from very early, um, heavy into sports as well. Loved long distance running, short distance running, um, high jump, cricket, netball. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, Okay, so that is what you do did. But tell me about a little about your family structure, um, how you were raised. Mom, dad, is it siblings? How how was that?
0: Mommy and daddy was was around. They both um, three brothers. I was the only girl. So right. Clearly, I was spoiled. Right, right. That's right. just the reality of what it is. I was spoiled. Got my own way a lot. Um, but it was nice. Um. But I had a lot of friends as well, you know, so a lot of interaction with church because of uniform and that kind of thing. Um, so it was, it wasn't, it was calm and nice. I right. enjoyed my childhood. It was fun. Lots of laugh climbing, mango trees making chow. Chow was a big thing. Right. was your, you
1: your favorite type
0: of chow? Mango, of course, <laughs> but you <laughs> okay. must put some cucumber and some lime Try and it, pepper, it. you know. Um, yeah, but I have, I really had a, a nice cool childhood growing up as well.
1: So, we, we, we heard about your childhood, and as we transition, because what I want to do is kind of tell a story, um, mm-hmm. as we transition to the phases of your life, um, so that, like we said, you could be a blessing to others. So, what we try to do is just kind of give different bit points. So, we're looking at childhood and teenager years. So, you said you were involved in church, yeah. and were you Adventist all your life? All my life, yeah. yeah they didn't know another way. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> this is it. One church, um, yeah. Even though you know, growing up, you've to questioned. Well, this is what your parents send you to, right. and you start to question, "Why am I really here? Why do? I, why is I'm the different one in terms of everybody in my class coming to church on a Saturday, having to worship Friday? I can't go anywhere, do right. anything for the whole of Friday evening to Saturday afternoon." Um, but you, you, you adjust and you get a sense of more camaraderie with those in church as well because they are like-minded
1: like you so it it wasn't too bad okay so you didn't do the whole adventist school thing no so you had non-adventist friends yes yes how was that how was that interaction um non-adventist friends you being a little different as you said how was that whole interaction
0: i was always the different one Right. Because I'm not eating certain foods. I'm not drinking certain things. I'm not going certain places. I don't wear jewelry. I don't know why. No matter how much I tell my friends my ears aren't bored, I don't wear jewelry. Every Christmas, I will get a chain or I will get an, air, <laughs> an
1: earring. I mean, it's I the know, easiest thing to buy, right? I know, <laughs> but
0: I don't know why, even though I'm telling them over and over,
1: I do not wear jewelry. Oh,
0: you'll, you'll get it. You'll buy your ears when they get
1: older. Right, right, right. So that spoke about the social interaction with your friends what about dating so for the viewing audience i have permission to talk about your dating <laughs> life and that kind of thing so what about dating you're looking at Alicia, 18 to 25 you're discovering yourself you're meeting people um what was your philosophy about dating then
0: have lots of friends <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you can have lots of choices. Right. Um Yeah, yeah. Um, I really had good relationships, even friendships. Um, even to know we are still friends, we get along as well. Um, but I didn't want to really be tied down per se to one person at that age so i was just enjoying life and because i guess of uniform pathfinder you was you was socialized a lot so you met a lot of people along the walk of life and you know things that you do um you interact well so it was fun for me making friends and you let go of some friends as i come along as well
1: so that was dating but i feel like that was so much i want to get a little bit more so Mm -hmm were you at that point in your mind ready to settle down or is it that you're waiting for the right one or what was it or hoping for someone with similar characteristics as you were looking for you were dating so what kind of why one at that time didn't really stick (laughs) (laughs) um
0: because i guess i was free-spirited you know right. just enjoying life at a point in time but you had the growing up the fairy tale of you know wanting to be married at a certain age yeah. wanting to have your child at a certain age you know um that didn't work out um because i guess they're just not real nor realistic right. um but i always always wanted to be in a relationship with somebody made it easy You know, to make it fun. You know, um, you're going down this walk of life with all the stresses already. And I don't want you to bring any stress to my life. Let's make it happy and let me be good together, you know. And that only came probably a little later on in life.
1: Okay. So, so that came a little later on. But before we get there, uh, you interact with a lot of young people today. And you see the differences in dating then and dating now. Yes. You have different philosophies of dating. Some persons believe, not at all. Um, some persons believe, yes, interact with many people so that you can kind of fine tune what True. you're looking for. What I would say, can you give the listening audience, uh, maybe some information in regards or some advice in regards as you look at the dating scene now, um, some advice or something that they could really work with in terms of they could hold on to.
0: For one, don't want to make it sound so far away the pressure of having um sex before marriage wasn't as high as is it now right you know um i guess through media and that kind of thing it makes it look a hey, i have to do this thing by a certain age that wasn't that wasn't a major thing for for me then the biggest thing was to get a kiss you know from Ooh, somebody nice <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't it it, it living and having a boyfriend at that age wasn't as much pressure as it now. Um, interacting with the young people that I did as well know a lot of them who may have had sex before marriage always regret it. So I guess my advice now to them is don't feel pressured, don't feel forced, don't feel that you have to, you know, entertain this because the, the reason why God made it to be done a particular way is for a reason, right. you know, and don't, don't go out there and figure that I have to do this. Take your time, enjoy it, enjoy the relationship, enjoy knowing, getting to know each other, um, talk, and first as Major for me is always be friends first. Right. Don't rush into being boyfriend and girlfriend. The okay. exclusivity, okay. <laughs> you know, be friends. Where, because when you're friends, you show me your good, your bad, your ugly side, you know, because the, knows, the you knows everything. We're free and we're open. So then you're able to better assess the person. Is this person what I'm looking for? Is this person right. what I seek to spend a long-term relationship with, you know? Um, and then you'll be able to b- better, a better decision and when you actually want
1: to make that final decision okay so i want to talk about god a little bit Mm -hmm. yes so we've heard in the presenters past that your relationship with god changes as your life changes it it goes through different transitions so we're talking about that teenage years you're dating you're interacting with your friends you're getting to know yourself how was your perception or what was your perception of god And what was the relationship with him like?
0: First, unfortunately, because most persons who grew up in the church never have this big bang moment, coming to Jesus moment, kind of thing. And Um, that was you. And that was yes, and that was me. You know, I never had when people get baptized and they're jumping for joy and they're happy because they're being filled with the spirit. Yes, and they're really enjoying this new life they have. It was just like a smooth transition. It was even so that I got most. I got baptized kind of late. I was 17 years old. Mind you, I didn't even choose to get baptized. It It was a crusade that was being held and a Bible worker just woke up to me. Time for you to get
1: baptized. Just like that? Just just like that. (laughs) I Um, choose you. Yeah. Time
0: to get baptized. And I'm like, I was just living my life, being a good Christian girl, you know, kind of thing. Um, but In actuality, it worked out great because I could actually say there was a change in my spiritual life after that as well. Um, So I may have been forced into baptism, but the decision was never regretted um, because your your eyes were opened a little more in terms of Christ. That relationship with you and Christ became more personal before it was. Yeah, there's a God and I believe in him and he helps other people, you know, um, I ain't too sure about me, but I'm still around, you know, going to church and doing my part. But um, when you go through certain things in life and you realize, hey, this man, this God is with me, having real patience through all of my ups and downs and helping me and working with me to make me better. You had no choice, you know, but to grow.
1: What would you say? Um... What would you say to someone thinking about baptism right now um because there's the concept that hey in order to be baptized or in order to serve jesus i have to be perfect or i have yeah. to get ready and come um a lot of us in the church sometimes feel like yo we can never or we will never get reach. there so there's always the the odd relationship because we'll never get there to reach and it's like we feel like we need to get there to 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 actually get Meet baptized what right. would you say to someone who's on the fence with that?
0: Don't wait. Um, Once you know God, talk to him. Um, you have to have that open-mindedness to want to know where he's speaking to you and leading you and directing your part. Right. Um, I would never give an age as to say, at this particular age, you should or shouldn't. Um. I think God guided that Bible worker to come and talk to me. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? It was strange. Literally just walk up to me and tell me, you, time to get baptized, you know. Um, hey, and well, Lord, and well, I, God. yeah, it was a little hesitant because, you, know, <laughs> you know, my face. Right. Um, like, okay. <laughs> um, so I went. So um, in terms of my experience, I will tell you, just be guided by God. Don't hesitate. Don't hold back. If you're being led um, don't wait for this this moment where you expect everything to be perfect. Right. You know, your life, your money, your job, um, your decisions. A, hey, I know all the tenets of the commandments, all that God expects of me. It wouldn't happen. You know, it's a, as you say, it's a gradual process, it's a learning process. I am still learning for right. sure. You know, um, but I think what I hold on to is that God is always there through all the trials and the temptations, and I have never regretted a decision to stick by Him.
1: So we talk about the trials and the temptations, and I wanna just jump right into there. So what I love about this series, it gives a more in-depth look at yeah. our leaders. Um, we might hear the testimonies, we might hear the struggle and the victory right after, but as a teen growing up, as a young adult, were you faced with any struggles, personal temptations, things that you, God, I really need the help with this one. This one just seems to be getting the better of me. Um, were you struggling with any of those so, I mean we all are but are you willing to share some of those
0: Yeah. Um, even though I had a strong life in church because of uniform I also had a strong friendship in school so it was always that tone between the going to the cinema right. it might be a party per se but a line by somebody you know um, that kind of thing so the party and the cinema probably was the biggest thing because it, they made it sound so much fun and it's on a Friday night when I have to go and sit down <laughs> and have worship in my house right. with your family and it you know what I mean and it is not too good compared to the life they have outside. So the biggest struggle was was the, making the decision to a hey, this is what God expects of me and it was hard. I did I did run away and go oh, yeah, to I, I, I like <laughs> this honesty,
1: yeah. So you you ran away a little bit. Yeah. Um I want to ask you this. Sometimes when you're away, you, I've found in my personal experience mm-hmm. that while you're there, everyone is having fun, but then there's that still small voice. Yeah, waiting, like, for like, sure. Here, like, why are you here? Right? <laughs> you're not supposed to be here. Did you get that? Or yeah. Was that there with you as well? Yes,
0: totally. Because he was like, And then all the hype and the excitement of actually going to the movies or going to a farm, align with, you know, your friends, that kind of thing. But when you're actually there, what are you doing here? What really am I doing here? Because even it had a time that I had stopped going to church, the excuse was simply that my clothes couldn't fit or I needed more clothes. This was probably about 14, 15. Right. You know, um, I didn't have enough clothes to go to church. That was the excuse. And at that age, you know, that age, you could kind of make a decision. So I wasn't going to church. But I'm still considering myself a Seventh-day Adventist Christian. And I would go online with all the friends in the neighborhood, right. 15 of us. And we all talking and that kind of thing. But you have the voice in the back of your head constantly telling you, sister we are you really doing here because you know this is not what you are for you know god disappointed and disappointing god gives you a kind of guilt feeling a sadness um so just one sabbath i decided I'm not doing this anymore, right. you know? And I got, wear the same clothes I had, that was too small people or I needed it. So it really was just an excuse, right. you know what I mean? But um, I once started going back to church because, and then I felt the fulfillment because you were like-minded people who believe in the same things that you believed in. So it may, it, it was a good opportunity. I never regretted it because you learned a lot, And but you, because of those experiences I had with people outside, more for want of a better word it made me more grounded right. to the my decision hey this is where i'm supposed to be with my people serving goal, you know
1: so i want to ask so a lot of things just coming up as you're talking because like i said this is how all conversations yeah. are yeah you say something and you're going and on something in my mind so <laughs> hoping we could stick to the time be here for all this. Uh, <laughs> you said there's a philosophy now where and i know it's uh so i don't want it to be too controversial but and there's a few where a lot of young adventists only have adventist friends um you said that from just interacting with your non-adventist friends you saw certain things and you as an adult you as a young adult you became more grounded um how do you find that balance and i mean you you spoke to us about it because i am someone who would have non-adventist friends but you find that struggle to have that balance because As much as you try to deny it there's that influence coming in from the outside how do you to the young people out here how do you balance that between the influence from outside still quote unquote because we're always trying to witness like that's my thing i have no adventist friends (laughs) because i'm trying to witness how do you find that balance there
0: i would say you have to be strong you have to stick to, even though you may have non adventist friends who may question you why you believe this or why you're only doing this. Come, let us go this this particular place kind of thing that you know you shouldn't. You have to be strong and grounded and know what you believe because they will question you as well. Eh? But what I have learned is that when they question your beliefs, when they question why you d- decided to not go and smoke, right. when you stand up, they actually respect you and yeah. they have more questions in terms of wanting to know Okay, this is this person, you know, she seems strong, she knows what she's doing, and okay, and they stop pressuring you to actually do it. So stand up for what you believe, don't waver at all. Because from the day you waver, even a half an that inch, yeah, they jump on you. You see, I thought you're talking about all this all the time, you know. You, you, you don't want to go and smoke, but look, you hold it in your hand, at least, what is that? Well, then just pull, you know. Mm. Don't be pressured at all into doing these things. Always be strong. You have to stand firm for what you believe, don't waver. And where that strength comes from? For me, it was because well, God obviously, right. yes, but I had, I had a good mentor. Right. I had friends in church as well who, you know, they see you're going the wrong way. They literally, literally would pull you back. You know, um. So that base, that base always have friends that are willing to pull you out right. when you're ready to jump over and the see
1: into the unknown kind of thing. Right. Okay. Good. So, I think, I think we're getting a lot here. This is not your regular service, so <laughs> thanks so much for sharing. Um, so, we looked at your, your early childhood. We looked at your adolescence, your, your young adult years. Um, so, around this time, in my mind, it, you're looking at getting married. Yeah. Um, what age did you get married at?
0: At twenty eight into going almost into
1: 29 okay. good, good. <laughs> so that was, was that a part of your timeline or you had it 25
0: minus t- 22 <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'll have children by 25
0: right so then i'll be able to live my life of uh, you know because they right. will be big by then but things it, and that was just because you're you're reading and books and that kind of thing and you have this timeline but god
1: god knew better okay so you got married at 28 and how was that What was, and not how was the marriage, but what was your idea um, with all the books you read, with everything, with all the marriages you had seen? um, What was that? What was your mindset going into marriage?
0: Marriage for me at that time was, it, it never ends. Right. you and your partner there you'll go through your struggles but you're right. going down the road together right. you know we pumping we riding no matter what you die hard you know we are doing this together throughout whatever come come may I never believed in some form of separation our marriage was supposed to be where two people basically going down this road together this journey on the same road looking mm-hmm. towards this light you know that is ultimately God kind of thing um, we have having our fun while we Pulling people together, you know, at the same time to join us on this journey as well, you know. Um, so we were supposed to be examples. Right. We are supposed to be examples to others. Hey, this, this could work, you know.
1: Did that come with some self-pressure? Like, okay, I need to be an example. I want this to work. I want to. We have to not fake, but portray this.
0: yeah, Yeah. Not really, because I was never one into too much of pressure per se right um but i just wanted to be always wanted to be a good example to others a genuine good example in terms of if i have my struggles i will tell you what my struggles are and how i overcame them you know this is not about this it's glorious and it's wonderful and perfect i don't want to ever be that but i always wanted to be even though me may falter even though things may not always go right that we are still able to continue this journey together
1: right what kind of wife you think you were the i know you also work <laughs> um, you're the at work get home cook clean make sure i'm uh, the 1960s really? wife <laughs> plus the modern <laughs> wife what would you say um, how were you Amo? what what style you took you adopted
0: first because I lived alone for a number of years before I got married. Right. So I was surely independent. Ooh. I could have done it by myself.
1: <laughs> I don't need nobody. And, no, I wouldn't okay, say good. that,
0: you know, because marriage for me was, I am happy in the state I'm in. Right. But if I'm meeting someone, you should make it better. Right. And that's the, the idea that I went into marriage with, you know, that I'm good, but you going to make it better. Um, i believed in terms of the bible that the the man is the head of the home you know then always portray that because independent you know um yeah so marriage for me was it was a nice union that two people of even though we are different but we come together because the whole purpose is serving god you know um the cooking Tell it's that from start. <laughs> I said I will do everything. I love to go on mood. I will cut the grass. Oh, okay. I will clean the car. I right. will wash. I will iron. The cooking just, just, it just.
1: <laughs> right, okay. Um, and then, so you're married now. Um, and then, for those of you don't know, you have a son. Yes. Um, Asa. And Asa was introduced to the Pitya. How long after you all were married, um, Asa came into the picture? just
0: under three years? Okay, so you got yeah. to
1: enjoy the marriage just a little yes. bit, yeah. that kind of thing. And how was that? Now we are no longer just independent Alicia, the adjustment from Alicia to wife Alicia, and now Alicia the wife, Alicia the mother, Alicia the person, and then Alicia the church leader. How was that adjustment?
0: It was hard. It was really, really, really hard. I remember, um, even when you're married, you could still pick up yourself and go when you want. Kind right. of you the, like that. The spontane- yeah, that's me. But when you're married and you have this, you now that you're sorry, you have a child, right. and you kind of, child have to be where you are. It was hard. That trans- transition, I don't, I don't know how people could do it. Right. Um, like having more than one child, I right. admire them. My kudos to you. But it was a hard transition to be a mother where you now have to, this child is dependent on you.
1: Everything. So I remember
0: two weeks after I had my, I had ASA, I slimmed back down, looking around, and I was going <laughs> crazy. Right, I was going right, crazy right. in terms, of I felt like, wow, everything coming, clo- closing in. And I remember just putting some breast milk and I said, i am going. And I went in the mall. People who saw me didn't even realize that I had I had a child, you know. Right. And it felt good. I am just Alicia. I'm, I'm not back, a mo- right. yeah. it's right. just Alicia, not Alicia the mother or Alicia the wife. And it felt good to just walk in the mall without my son. This is not saying I don't love my no, ch- you know no. don't love him. But it was hard sometimes to differentiate between Alicia the person, Alicia the wife, Alicia the mother, Alicia the person in church. That kind of thing. And I had to find it, um, but I enjoyed it. But yes, when you're when you're out there anymore, you don't realize. But I'm missing the child, right, right. so I came back home just as quickly. Um, kind of thing, but finding that middle, that part, that that balance between all was a little. The transition was a little difficult.
1: Okay. So you made a decision to. I've always asked you this. I think you are amazing in terms of how you deal with young people, how you respond to them you just have this motherly way about you. And I always felt like persons have so many children, persons who don't seem to have that <laughs> level of <laughs> characteristic. Um, but you decided to just have one. Yeah. Um, how was that for you? And I'm going to ask you a personal question. How was that for the marriage? Is that like a mutual decision I came to? Is that like, a, how was that? Why and how? Because you seem to be so good at this whole parenting, mothering thing.
0: Yes, I love it. Love children. Love young people. Love interacting. But it was a really emotional strain on me. Not just physically. It was an emotional strain um, at times, where so it wasn't mutual. So I decided, look, I decided that one child. Like I went through this. I did it. Um, He's here. It was hard because. he was always crying. He is nothing like what you see now. <laughs> he was always crying. He was cranky. I didn't know what to do at times. You're walking in walls with him any night because he just crying. Um, so that, that was hard and at that time you didn't really have somebody that a support system at that time to help you through this this transition this period of a what is this and sometimes your husband not knowing how to handle you as well so i find it was just too hard i'm not going to do this again that's it i am good you know um and that was just a decision and also it just really worked out that way god say alicia one for you (laughs)
1: god god okay okay um what do you say that of course um before we okay so we're about to go to a break um i wanna wh- before we go to the break i just enjoy just talking to you and i think the listening audience enjoying the conversation because we're getting to a particular point where we could learn and where we could yeah. just get better so um stay tuned for i guess part two of Talks uh, at the table with Alicia Labadie. Always be a
0: place for you at my table. Return to me.